theme song. Spider pig, spider pig, does whatever spider pig does. Can he swing from the web? No, he can't. He's a pig. Look out. Here comes the spider pig. Here comes the spider pig. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Back to the Point with Seth and Brad. The official podcast of Close Call Entertainment. I am Brad, and this is my co-host, Tomothy Shalomone. Uh, we also have a special guest today who has decided that was a great time to get into the wires. Uh, it's my dog, Rusty. Rusty, say hi. He says hi by playing with his tennis ball. Um, so if you hear him today, just please ignore it. He's going to walk around, breathe and pant and all that. But um, we I'm very excited for this episode. We are talking about um, a lot of things. We're talking about Spider-Man. We're talking about Hawkeye. We're, I'm going to talk about a um, movie I watched recently that I'm excited about. We're, I'm going to do that before Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I think we should get the big things out of the way and then just give the rest to Spider-Man, to be honest. That's a fair thing. Um, well, do you want to start with Hawkeye or the new segment? Uh, I think we should start with um, what happened on What If Hawkeye Edition. Cool, cool, cool. And we're going to be doing episodes uh, five and six. Yes. Um, do you want me to start or would you like to start? Yeah, I want you to start. You've got a list. I like. I like bouncing off your list points. Um, I only have a couple points for episode five, not even going to lie. I kind of barely remember it, to be honest. It was basically just Yelena and uh, Kate. That's right. And then that, Kingpin was that, revealed. That Yelena um, uh, discussion with her and Kate was great. That was like a highlight for me. I oh, 100%. That. And then um, they also established that uh, Kazi is the reason um, that uh, Echo's dad got killed. They didn't say it, but they said it, you know? That's not Kazi a and Kingpin, but that's not a surprising thing um, because I know in the comic Hawkeye, Kazi is the main villain, mm -hmm. which is they've like really downgraded him. But yeah, he's like the main villain in the comic for Hawkeye. He's like called the clown or something, and he's like mm -hmm. a hitman. Um, and he's interesting. And once I figured that out, I was like, oh, that's that's the clown. That's interesting. Okay. Um, wonder what he'll do. Um, not a lot. <laughs> yeah, he was just kind of annoying to me, he to was, be honest. He was just the translator. <laughs> well, and like, he just, he was kind of just bad for no reason. I, like, even in episode I'm six, okay I didn't really care that. for him. Yeah, he was exactly what he was supposed to be, or like what I felt like he was supposed to be. So I was very okay with it. It just felt kind of like, all right, just get over this so we can actually get to the good stuff, yeah. you know? I'm always for um, villains being bad because they're bad. Uh, like I don't need it to be like like with Shang-Chi and the Mandarin like he's bad he's doing bad things because he wants to save his wife or something I'm I'm totally fine with a villain being villain because they want like power or money or they just have greed or something like that I'm totally fine with it yeah so that didn't bother me but um let's talk about that Yelena Kate scene that was the mac and cheese bro the mac and cheese it was so funny it was a reference to Black Widow I know that was great. She she's just been loving mac and cheese for like thirty years or something, and um, yeah, I, I loved it. It was fun. Apparently, adding the sriracha was um, uh, Florence Pugh's idea, uh, and that was that was fun. I liked it. I just oh, and she she ate the whole thing like real life. <laughs> That's so funny. 
Well, it well with um, TV shows or something, they do like a lot of takes for stuff. So they actually, if it looked like one pot of mac and cheese, reality, it might have been like three or four pots of mac and cheese. Um, and usually, that what they'll do is they'll have like a spit bucket where they they'll they eat it while they're on the film, but they don't ever swallow. And then in between takes, they spit it out. And I found out recently that she just she just ate the whole thing. She just kept eating it and eating it, and because she she loves it and girl can eat which is mad respect respect yeah no um i loved it i thought it was fun um i loved how she was like you need some first like, like yeah, and then yeah, she yeah. was like it's all mine okay hot sauce but the whole thing was like a power move too mm-hmm. like it was just establishing dominance of like i'm in your home i can kill you if i want to i'm not going to well she even says so i would have died when i walked in and yeah. then it goes oh yeah absolutely if i wanted you dead you would have been dead the second you stepped in your house yeah 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 and that's just so funny and i think something I really liked about that was as much as she wanted to establish power Kate just kind of had some blind confidence (laughs) like she was scared and she was definitely like yeah okay she could kill me but I think she also took that as like but she didn't which means she wants to talk to me I kind of have a little power there Kate very much she um I I think she believes in people and she believes in the good in people and so because she does with Clint she does with Yelena, even though Yelena, as far as she knows, is just an assassin. And so she's just very much like, you, I think you're a good person and all that stuff. And yeah, they've got a great relationship so far where it's just, it's very nice and fun and wholesome. Well, they established pretty early in that conversation that she's uh, um, Black Widow's sister. Yeah. Like, so like, I, I the second she that she was like, oh, so you are good then. Like, she was like, so you you have to be a good guy. You're, you're the sister. That's also you know? true. So, uh, yeah. Anything no. else on episode five? Kingpin. That's Kingpin. the only thing I said. But yeah. honestly, everything I need to say about him is going to be from the next episode. So that picture, though, it doesn't look like Kingpin. No, it didn't. I was like, do you think I was going to my cousin? I was like, do you think that's when I first saw it? I was like, is that Kingpin or is it that dude from Black Lightning? <laughs> do you know who I'm talking about? No. There's like an albino villain dude in Black Lightning and it kind of looked like him in that photo. I was like, that doesn't look like Vincent D'Onofrio, but it is. And he shows up in episode six. Let's talk about Kingpin in episode six right off the bat. Yeah. Um, let me, let me see what I wrote about him. I, he steals the show. I feel in that episode. I completely disagree. Really? I feel like, I feel like he's great. They use like, I noticed they use like camera angles where they are, they're pointing up at him so that he appears bigger. And like he, they make, he takes up a lot of the screen. So like, they're really like trying to, there were, there was like some sort of leak or something of like a concept art of him in like a fat suit or something to like make him appear bigger. But they're obviously just, they're just working that camera to make it work best. And it, it works well because he, he's, he seems like a big imposing guy and I feel like he was threatening and I thought he was good. I mean, I don't think he was bad by any means. I think, how do you say his last name? Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Yes. I think he, he definitely like takes that role and he fits it perfectly. I don't think by any means that's not said, but, um, I just, I think he took up about as much space as like Yelena did, you know, like, he took it more in a violent I'm here to rule this is my city type of angle instead of like I'm on a mission to get vengeance for my sister and it's like but like in the same like 
I guess portion of the episode I feel like they each had their own like I think everyone kind of had their own slice of the cake I felt like his stuff stood out like it was just when what he was in it was like he was intimidating his anger came through you can absolutely hear my dog eating I know but I'm so glad he's eating because he's like he doesn't want to eat that stuff but um but like he's intimidating and he's imposing and like he you I don't know it's just something about him that I was like he, he was great and I loved him in it I'm so glad that he's in this and he's back and we're gonna get into that for a second but um well we got a lot to unpack I love it I felt I love the uh, outfits he's got. What do you mean? In the first thing that we see of it, it's like a normal, like he's wearing a white suit, white jacket, something kind of thing. And it's like, oh yeah, because he wears white in the comics. But then later you see him, he's got the white jacket, but he's got like a Hawaiian shirt underneath. And then later, whenever he comes back to like fight Kate, he like has a white um, hat fedora with oh, a, yes. with a with a red ribbon around it or something, and I'm like, what? They, like, what is the outfit designers doing for this? It's crazy, but I like it. I'm like, they're having fun with this, and that's honestly like what makes a lot of Marvel things so cool is when they just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. But like, they have fun with the details, and then like keep the plot like what it needs to be. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think he is a great example of that, especially his costuming. Now that you yeah. pointed it out. I, I don't know. I just I noticed that where I was like, man, you just you're having fun with your outfits today, aren't you, Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I also I do want to bring up like I think this one is way more powerful than the one from the TV show, like the Daredevil TV show. Yeah, like this Fisk, like he's way stronger. It's been a while. I'm going to be still, honest. He takes an but arrow he, to the chest. I, I was about to say that. And then he also throws her across the room. He's, I swear, I, I'm like, I think he's like on the border of superhuman. Like with yeah, his strength and durability. Yeah, because it was like Hulk whenever he smashes Loki around in yeah, the first yeah, Avengers. I, so I think they like definitely powered him up for this stuff. And I'm like, he's, he's strong. Like he's a big imposing dude and stuff. And I was like, man, they, they jacked up the power. And I think they're going to do that with, um... Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Oh yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it was it was crazy. I liked it. Um, yeah, he takes he took he took an arrow. And then he broke it. He didn't even take it out. He just broke it. Whenever the, she shot him, I was like, oh, we just shot him. But then he shrugged it off, and I was like, oh, he's strong. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a shocker to yeah. me personally. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> what else can this man do? You know. And then. The, the how Kate beats him is the coin flick. But do you know there? It's a bit more than that. Well, she hit the magnetic one, which like hit another magnetic one, and like it basically activated all of the other arrows, and then it activated the bomb one. Correct? Is that what happens? But you're missing something. What am I missing? What did she flick? It was a cufflink. It was the cufflink from the exact cufflink from the Daredevil TV show. It was. It was the one that like he took off of his father whenever he killed him. He like beat his father in the head with a hammer, and then he took the his dad's cufflinks because, and then he like makes a whole big deal about it in the show. And I recognized it. She did the flick, and it flies. And I'm like, that's the cufflink. That's the one from the show. And I, like that makes me actually wonder if it's gonna be canon that show. I caught it was a cufflink. I did not catch that it was that one. It's been a while since I watched the show, though. Yeah, um, but no. It, like a good it's years. That, it's that so. cufflink. It's that one. So I'm like, 
because that's a very like it's not a coincidence like that's a thing of like we're paying homage to the show and but it also makes me wonder like is the show going to be canon? I really don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if any of the Netflix shows are going to be canon. And I'm kind of... I'm fine if it's not. Okay, but it's way, just, yeah. Yeah, but it's just the thing of like, I, I, that makes me think it might be. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. But then um, the, the big reveal... <laughs> For Kingpin. Oh, the at the very end, like the last scene he's in, where he almost where everyone makes you think he got shot. Yeah, he got shot. Do you think he's dead? I don't no. think he is. They would have shown it. I think he got shot, and we hear the body thud. So I think he got shot, but just like the sense of he got shot with an arrow and was fine. I think he's he can actually take a bullet too. I, I don't think. know about bullet to the head though. I mean, Echo was I, not playing. Might have been the chest. This is true. So it might have been the chest, I think. But I, yeah, I was, I think if they killed him, what a waste. Honest, and that's what I was, I was like, if they just killed him like that, they definitely wasted that entire character. Yeah, like it's such a big thing. And it's just like, bad move. Don't do that. So I think it's just a, it's a fake out shock value. And I think, yeah, they've obviously powered it up, up and to the point where I think it's like, I think he could take a bullet. <laughs> I don't know if he could take a bullet. I'm not sure she well, fully he- shot him. No, she shot him. I don't know if she really did that. I know the shot was fired. I don't know if it shot hit him. was fired and his body thudded to the ground. Mm. Like, I think it that is, it's definitive. He got shot, but I think he's alive. I it would it, be stupid to kill him off so soon. Um, uh, anything else you want to say about him? Uh, about Kingpin? No. That was about it. I thought he was great, though. I'm going to start with my very first point that I called from the very beginning of this freaking show. Eleanor is a bitch. She's a Karen. And I called it. I called it first. I was like, I don't trust her. I don't trust her one bit. Not one little bit. And I yep. knew it from the beginning. You did call that. And I, I, I didn't think that that would be the case because it was just kind of like... I had said it last week. I think you had just watched too many soap operas, mm-hmm. but you were right. She, she, she did everything. Not just like she did a little bit. She did everything. She, she killed Armand. Um, she framed her fiance. She's such a Karen though. Like, and then she, she blamed, uh, Kate. That was the most bullshit thing. Yeah. She was like, you just don't understand that it, uh, some people have to make the hard decision. That's what I'm saying. Like she's a Karen because she was saying like, I've protected you from this world. You can't handle it. And it's like, why do you think she can handle it? Or you can't, you can handle it. And she can't like, that's ridiculous. Just you're being, you're just being a bitch. Like it's dumb as hell. And we also got confirmation. Her dad's dead yep like she was like well i mean she said ever since your dad died and i i mean and that wasn't like complete confirmation i think they would have brought it back though i don't know they might next season or something i don't know if there's gonna be i think it's still a possibility he faked his death to get out of the kingpin's uh debt thing that he but he didn't actually get out of it his wife had to take care of it i don't think she would have let him get away with that he got out of it the dad did but do you but do you think she would have let him get away with that especially after everything she did Eleanor? That's, yeah. Well, I think Eleanor thinks he's dead. So you think he faked it to her too? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You think he's got, like going to fake it to his daughter and not to his wife? He, he, if he's faking it to Kate, he's faking it to everyone. That's fair. So like, yeah, he's, he's faking it to everyone just to get out of the dead. I think that's a possibility. I want to say something I called, um, 
Clint didn't know that that was Yelena. You had said before, like yeah. that, like he, and he absolutely did know because he talks about how the things that like Natasha, uh, about his her sister and stuff she, he knew all those stories but he just didn't know that that was her mm-hmm. and i called it you did and it was right and it was that's what i was looking forward to for like this whole series was the confrontation between yelena and clint and what a confrontation mm-hmm. it was good it was and i love that it was like almost heartbreaking mm-hmm. it really like, was it genuinely just like tore you apart because she's just like no she wouldn't do that she's da 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 and you're just like no, because as she's saying it, Yelena's realizing she would. Mm-hmm. She is better than him. Mm-hmm. And like, it's slow, like, oh my God, mm-hmm. he's telling the truth. And it's kind of like, a, it's a really cool way to have her accept that. It's just a, like, it was just an awful reality of like, she had to accept that. And it was something she did not want to accept. It was good though. Yeah. It was really good. It was good. really good. I like the inclusion of the whistle. Mm, and he was like, that was your secret whistle. And she's like, That was like, a great what? way to kind of just like break through to her mm-hmm. and go like, no, he's not lying. Um, she's being, he's telling the truth and being honest. I did like that whenever she asked the question of just like, of like what happened, I do, I, I was thinking he was going to go. So like there was this purple space alien and he wanted these rocks and like we had to go get this one rock and in order to get the rock, one of us had to die. And like I tried to kill myself, but then like she tried to kill herself and she was better than me. So like I was trying to like keep her alive and then kill myself, but I couldn't stop her. So then she died. Like I I thought it was that he was good that he was just like, look, I don't really want to get into the specifics but she sacrificed herself and it was kind of like, yeah, that was good. Well, and Yelena was just like, no, mm-hmm. she wouldn't yep. do that. And he's just like, she would. Yeah. You just, you she hope did. she wouldn't. <laughs> and like, that's kind of the thing. And it was just, it was just heartbreaking. Um, he called Kate, his partner. Yes. That, I, and I have the I, baby I, face. If you see it. And it's just like, I, as soon as he said that, I thought, Oh, Seth's going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to go crazy, but I thought that was everything I wanted from this show from the beginning. I just wanted him to be like, okay, we're partners. You know, that's just that it was just cute. I mean, I, pure. I see it a bit more as like Clint going like, I have to say we're partners. So she'll let me help her. Otherwise she's going to get herself killed. <laughs> Um, my next note is Kate's I'm ready speech. I thought that was very good. What was the I'm ready speech? I forget. Um, oh crap. No, I said, <laughs> I write these things down so I don't forget. Um, it was before they went and he's just like, are you sure? Like you're ready for this? Da, da, da. Oh, that's and then right. is just like, yes, yeah, because of right. everything. And she, she, he had said all those things when at the point where it was like, she had kind of already experienced all the things he was mm-hmm. exper- uh, listing off. I mean, she'll experience more, but it was just the thing of like, she's in this. It's, it doesn't she matter. Knows what it she, takes. It doesn't matter if she's ready or not. It's she's in it now. It's too late. <laughs> like she's got to go with it, whether she's ready or not. Um, the Jack and Armand, the seventh banter, whenever he was like, do you remember whenever you peed your pants in the Hamptons? We all do. What a I little, thought that was so funny. What a little bitch that kid is. <laughs> I know. He's a little shit. But I thought it was so funny. I, thought, I enjoyed it. I was more just, I was going like, why are you arguing with a child right now, Jack? <laughs> Um, Jack's completely innocent. <laughs> yeah, that's my next point. Jack is innocent. They red herring the shit out of us. Uh, they really did. Um, 
I might be wrong on the actor. I want to say it's Paul F. Tompkins. I don't know actors, but um, if it's not, I'm sorry um, to the actor. But he was he was really good because like before he was playing that sinister role and like playing the stepdad angle from the sense of like. Oh, it seems like he's faking being genuine about being a stepdad, but I guess he was being genuine about his stepdad and stuff. And then like in this episode, he was, he was just having fun playing with a sword in a fight. Yeah. (laughs) And like everyone was like, oh, he's here to show dominance, da da da. And then he was just like, nah, man, your mom's a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've got some things to talk to her about. Um, the elevator scene. Yeah. Whenever Fun. they're like fighting over it, and then Yelena looks slowly, and then she's like, don't do it, don't do it. Come and then on. she just presses every single button. Mm-hmm. That was such a perfect like definition, definition of, their, of characters. their characters and relationship that they're going to have. Yeah. Um, don't do it. This is going to be a, such a pain in the ass. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, love that the LARPers helped with yes. the costumes and with the action. Yes. I, um, I like the bit whenever they put on their uh, costumes and it, it like actually made sense because nobody was paying attention to them. But once they put on the costumes, everybody probably went, Oh, they're like some low level superheroes. I don't know about, mm-hmm. we should probably listen to what they say or something. I was like, Oh, that's fun. That's good. Did you notice they changed their hairstyles? A couple of them did. did. They really? The cop one. I don't know her name, <laughs> but the cop that got his hair was like, this is my back. Oh, that's hilarious. She changed her hair and it was very funny. Um, the time you put into that. <laughs> I know. Um, Jack is still capitalist, but not a villain. That's what I wrote. Yeah. Oh, Timber. Timber. <laughs> that was fantastic. He was like, don't do it, Kate. Don't do it. And then she just went for it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Well, and I like that he interacted with her the kind of the same way Elena did. Yeah. And I think it shows I think Kate Bishop similarity. Just has, I think Kate Bishop just has that effect on people of like, don't do this. Like, oh, it's going to be such a pain. And then it's just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then you're going to have to deal with it. And it's, it's kind of like what... Uh, uh, Black Widow would do when she would just be like I don't do this or I'm gonna do it and then everyone's like no stop so I feel like they're definitely bringing that like energy that she's like she's not supposed to be the next Black Widow character but she definitely has that personality to be able to bond with Yelena and him like that and I like that they kind of put that layer in um I put nice shot yeah no shit yeah that's a, that's a quote that what's was, that quoting that was um that was something it was a nice oh what was it? He Clint takes a shot at Kazi. Oh, it was the yes. That was it. He he did the Robin Hood. He split a wooden arrow to, and he used uh-huh. it to get three and one. Kazi caught the arrow and then was like, "Nice shot." And then Clint was like, "No shit, that's my whole thing." Like that was oh, funny. That was good. I liked it. I put the coin flick, but I am talking about the uh uh. What is it? What, I just the said Wilson it. Fisk one. Yeah. What? 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 She actually flick though. The cufflink. Cufflink. Yeah, I was talking about the cufflink. Yep. It's from the Daredevil TV show. In all caps, how dare this bitch give that speech? Then put the blame on Kate. And that's talking about Eleanor, which we already discussed. But I just wanted to make sure everyone knew how I felt about Eleanor. So um, <laughs> I think now for the future, she might be Madame Mask. I had mentioned that before. Of like, whenever you had first brought it up, of like the only like criminal thing that she had done in the comics was she had worked for Madame mask for a bit, but I think now they might be blending the characters to where she just is going to be Madame mask, I think. And that's an interesting idea. Um, I mean, obviously she doesn't have the costume yet, but you know, yeah. And then I just put, so the mom was a shield agent. I mean, yeah, that's like what was established, right? 
I think it's supposed to confirm that she was Mockingbird. Mockingbird question mark. Uh, she's an e- shield agent. She's like Natasha or Clint. She's like a costumed one. Um, but she, hi buddy. She, um, so in the comics, Clint and Mockingbird are married, but because in the comics, Clint is a self-destructive person who can't maintain a relationship. Uh, they got divorced mm-hmm. and had no kids. They couldn't have kids. I think it's revealed that, um, they tried to have a kid, but she miscarried. So it didn't, it didn't like, uh, go through or something, but then any, yeah, the, the marriage ended, but, um, this is going to be the case of, I guess she was Mockingbird and, um, they, they stayed married and had mm-hmm. kids. Okay. Um, and then I just put the musical end credit scene question mark. Kinda, Such a letdown. Yeah. Honestly, like you couldn't have, like, and I even thought there might be like a second one or yeah, you know, I stayed, something. I stayed, I stayed the whole the time. time and I was for just like, else. this was supremely underwhelming. I have questions about that one. Um, so it starts off with a dude in a suit and it looks I, for he looks like Everett Ross from Civil War. Do you mm-hmm. remember him? Yes. He's also in Black Panther. Yes. And but it's not him because it's the Avengers and he wasn't there. I think it's supposed to be Phil Coulson and like he's the narrator of the musical kind of thing. I like that a lot, which more. would make sense. But there's also a doctor there. Who's the doctor? Why is the doctor there? I doctor think there's has to be no civilians. Point. No. Who cares? Best I got. But like that doctor has a bigger part than he's like has the same um, part as the Phil Coulson character. Yeah. And it's like, why are, Why is he here? Why is he duetting this song with Phil Coulson? It shouldn't be that way. But it, it is. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was it was fine. Very much a letdown, though. Yeah, I um, I'll get into this. So I recently watched um, Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm-hmm. Was it good? I watched it last night. It was fantastic. Um, it, if you don't know, it's the movie based off of the guy who made the musical Rent. Yes, I love Rent. And this is a musical too. Mm-hmm. It's a great musical. So I watched this, and after just watching like a fantastic musical about a dude making a musical, uh, and then I hear this song, I'm like seems shitty and like the thing that he complains about that, that they uh, put on Broadway instead of putting his show on Broadway and sort of thing. And I was like, all right, yeah, this was, this was a bummer. This end credit mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. It just wasn't great. Like yeah. in general, like it just wasn't fun. Yeah. You I know? didn't really care. It was fun, but I mean, like it was it, fun, but it wasn't like what we wanted. It was fun. That was the problem. It was a fun thing and not a like, anything to do with what we want to hear about like even loki just was like what was the loki one it was just we'll be back in season two. Oh, that's right which was fine that yeah. was even better than this though yeah you because know? that like that got us hyped for something else exactly. this was like i don't care this is like here's a thing that we kind of showed you in the first episode but here's the full song yeah which song's catchy as hell but <laughs> i think it's catchy like i said um, i watched something that was supremely better and the songs were bangers that's in that fair. so this is like song's not even that great if it was it is what it is yeah um let's get into the i i actually do want to talk a bit more about tick tick boom if you don't mind go ahead because um i'll talk about my hero and dexter yeah so tick tick boom is it stars andrew garfield and 
so you and I had like an argument recently, kind of. It was a strong discussion about the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Yes, we have very different opinions. And here's something I noticed from watching Tick, Tick, Boom. Andrew Garfield is a fucking amazing actor. Mm -hmm. He really is. But I hate those Amazing Spider-Man movies. I don't think they should ever make another one or have him be Peter Parker, Spider-Man ever again. Not that like he was a bad one. It was just, those are bad movies. I think I just, I want to see more stuff like this of him doing really fantastic projects that are like interesting and personal and something that he can really get his teeth into. I, I am, if I worked on the amazing Spider-Man movies and tick, tick, boom, I'd be way more proud of the, uh, Tick Tick Boom. I like. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It, I wouldn't even put the Amazing Spider-Man movies on my resume. I'd put Tick Tick Boom in like anything else I was doing because I, I. I wouldn't be proud of those movies. I'd be proud of this because I'm like this is good. So it's like he obviously loves the character of Spider-Man and that's great. But I. I don't know. I just wouldn't ever be proud of those. I think No Way Home showed us that the issue was never. Andrew though the yeah. issue was always the plot and villains but it's set up Gwen and him were perfect I think that was great chemistry I think they did it well I think it was fun I think it was cute I think it was something I could really support I think Andrew Garfield was fun as Spider-Man I think he was a good Peter Parker I think the plot and I know that's like the whole thing but I, I do even think the plot just stunk I, and that's what you like really hate but I think the thing is like he uh, from what they've set up at the last two, I can't even imagine like, even if the next one is a good movie, it's not going to be something that I'm like, yeah, they should make it because it, it, it's got the baggage of the old two. It, it really does for me feel like something that should just die. And it's okay if it dies. That's not a problem. It's just like some things die and that's fine. I'm super excited for the next three Spider-Man yeah. movies, but we'll get into that. You should get into... Um, my No Way Home notes. Oh, no. Let's get into the new segment. Um, new segment or My Hero Academia? Well, let's just do My Hero first. We'll, we'll save the new stuff for later. Go watch Tick, Tick, Boom. It's an amazing movie. I'm going to soon, I think. Um, I haven't had a whole lot of time to commit to I've been to the listeners, but... I mean, I, mean, I will, too. <laughs> um, I'm listening to you, too. Um, but I have been watching Dexter, so... Um, for those of you on the last who have already heard the last episode, um, I made a proposition to Brad, which was if he watches all eight seasons of Dexter, which he only has five left, but at the point, um, six te- to call it te- uh, technically with the new show, yeah. um, that I would watch any, sh- if he gave me one show, I would watch all of it. Um, and he's thinking about what he wants. I think he has a few ideas. Not sure what I would do. Um, They're all joke ones. Yeah, so we're kind of waiting for his pick, but however, he did start it, um, and he's on season four. So I watch. I've been watching it to kind of like watch it with him, have a refresh. Um, and I just, I forgot how dark season four gets. Oh, yeah. Like season three and show. two and all that, it's fine. But God, they get they they come swinging season one or season four, and I just always forget. Um, and like five and six hit just as hard. Uh, and I think these are definitely like the best of the series. Um, and then I also started my hero academia because he has been hyping it up a lot recently. Has it been living up to the hype? It has definitely been living up to the hype. It's literally, and I know you're like, I'm 
bringing it down when I say this, but it's just sky high, but anime and more developed. It's just like, it's better. It's, it's doing what sky high couldn't mm-hmm. kind of like, I feel like sky high walked. So my hero academia could run. I feel like that's like a safe thing to say about it. And it's fun. Yeah. It's lighthearted and it's very underdog story. Yeah. And like the characters are cute and pure and you can hate this guy, but apparently I'm going to love Bakugo later or whatever. <laughs> um, like there's, there's a lot to unpack and a lot of world building that they do with it. And I think I'm really enjoying the pace of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episodes were a little slow. It definitely felt like it should have been like a big, a long episode. Um, but anime I know are like shorter. They're only like, you only get like 15, 20 minutes of yeah. actual content. Um, Some so, of them use it better than others. Like this is a controversial opinion. I think just from the starting of Naruto, not Naruto Shippuden. And I haven't watched that. Man, those shows are like they drag because they don't put a lot in they those have a lot 20 of filler minutes. too. Yeah. Which this doesn't feel like it has a ton of filler? No, it doesn't. Um I'll be honest. So it's not a spoiler like or it is, but like if you have Don't spoil anything this, too big. No, no, no. It's um he gets powers from yeah. All Might. I when I first Crazy watched- how that works by <laughs> the way. It's just the Avatar state no but like i like how it passes you're wrong on after that. it's just like after like it just passes to the next um, person that, but um <laughs> i i would whenever i first watched it i would have loved it if he was just like a batman character that had no powers and he was just trying to be a superhero in this world of superpowers and like trying to stand out because he says like actually that's not a rule anymore you can get into um my or UA, UA UA without um, superpowers, they didn't make that rule anymore. And it's like I, I want to see that, and but they didn't. They gave him like the best superpower. So what exactly? Because he was like, no one really knows my superpowers. But then he also didn't tell us by any means. Um, that's the point. That I'm not going to spoil. Okay, that, as long <laughs> as I just want to make sure I didn't miss something. Oh no no no. So I'm not, not supposed to understand yet. Not yet. I no. mean, I know it's like insane yeah because i mean i saw the exam the entrance exam Uh, i mean he just oh my god i love that he jumped and then his legs broke and then he punched it and then his arm was just black that was oh yeah that was definitely a way to go about it and then i don't think he was like i thought that might have happened like you texted me you were like deku got ripped and i was like i'm gonna get that tattooed i i am i love that like just pure energy thing of like him screaming because he accomplished something mm-hmm. and like you see the results of his work and it's like yeah i, I kind of want that i'm gonna grab the book or not right now but like i want to get the panel from the manga of that moment tattooed on me i love the girl that's i can't how do you say it uh uraka or yeah uraka otako otako yeah her Ochako. i love that she just went and yep, slapped, slapped him, him straight in the face and you're just like <laughs> what and then he's like i could use this one arm and just break it too and you're just like yeah. oh my god this well, kid if, is if gonna die gonna... right here <laughs> like I, I really was like and then like he's thinking about it he's like doing it's like he's like uh really thinking into it and like trying to figure out like what the best idea is and then it's just like here i go and then all of a sudden it just stops and you say yep and you're just like what it's a great breaking of the tension. Yes, it was. In a good way. Not you know, like, oh, they way. ruined it or something. It, they, like, it, it did the exact same thing as a punch would have. It yeah. just was funnier. Well, it seemed, the slap seemed more like a thing of like, she was just trying to reach for him, just trying to make the contact. That's exactly. Slap she was it. not, like, she was just like, I'm going to slap this kid, but yeah. it's going to be the only thing that saves his life right now. So she was just like, 
boom yeah. and it was it was fun and it was yeah. cute and like and i love that she went to all my or the teacher mm-hmm. or whoever was or the dj guy and yeah. was like you should give him some of my points because he did it for me and da 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 and he saved my life and all this and she's like oh don't worry he's in don't don't even worry thanks and, for listening or tuning in calling into the station but yeah. don't worry little listener that was just so cute and i i love how <laughs> I love your dog. Rusty, uh, Rusty is like, he's like halfway uh, laying down and also just like standing. And it's just like, what are you doing? As long as he's comfy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I thought it was cute and pure and I'm, I'm really excited to see more. You're going um, to have a hell of a time. Man. Yeah. I, I hate one. Bakugo. Yeah, you do. I hate him. He's, he's such meant, a douche. He's meant to be hated right now. He's such a douche. Yeah. But like they give you this like sliver like hope because he, he started kind of being nice to him once he saved him so you're like maybe you just are insecure no, don't even remember that you just you get into that character and you kind of understand him more and that's why it's it's less because in the beginning it's like you don't know this character and all you hear is just a loud cocky bastard where it's like yeah i, I fucking hate you but um you know you learn more about him and stuff so it's interesting yeah. and it really is um who was it said like you really do get into every character in this thing you get like their story a bit more and so you you love all the characters and you really get into it and it's it's something that you just appreciate and it's nice i would um have you ever watched fruit baskets no what is that um it's basically a show about the chinese zodiac Hmm. um and all the like jackie chan adventures no (laughs) um basically they all like turn into the animal that they represent like there's a rat there's a boar there's a cat so forth and so on um and basically it just kind of goes into like the history and then you find out that like one was the outcast and it was the cat the cat's my favorite and he's technically like the foe the evil one um he's the druid of the eternals yeah. so oh, by the way we lost an episode we did yeah we should bring that up. um i love the eternals i had such a great time and you thought it was fine i thought it was great i thought it was okay i thought it was fun um definitely felt like a different type of movie the more i think about it the more i love it um it just didn't feel like a usual marvel movie but neither did shang chi Er, Shang Chi. It also felt a little different, so I'm okay with it. It still felt like a Marvel movie to me. That's fair. But yeah, uh, that's we, just kind of yeah. the short thing. But we lost the episode. Don't know what happened, but yeah. So this is this is our little review. We watched um, it. That's we why we it, never though. reviewed it. Was it was good. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think Bakugo is probably going to end up being one of my favorites if they take him the, uh, the right route. Um, but I don't know. As of right now, I don't like him, but I could. I have an idea for who you, I think your favorite's going to be, but. Oh, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> so far, it's Ochako. Or oh yeah, she's, yeah, she's definitely my favorite. But you, you've, you haven't met anyone yet. That's right. I've only met three heroes besides All Might. There's like 20 in the class. You'll meet all of them. Are they all like in depth? Mm, to varying degrees, but you get like a little bit on each of them to where it's like you, you really do learn to love them all. Do you learn about the other class? Yeah, actually, too. All right, because I know there's like two classes: one A and one B, or whatever. Yep. Yep. You learn less about 1B, but you yeah. they're there and it's good. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just excited for you to watch it and l- love it because I know you will. <laughs> Great. Um, I love Sky High. It's on my list of <laughs> top 10 superhero movies. Sky High is good. Brandon was like, it's not a good movie, which is wrong. <laughs> Completely wrong. But that's, we'll get into that 
Anyways. next time. Um, so uh, we are going to introduce a new segment. So uh, we will still talk about what we're watching, reading, and tasting, but we figured we Probably would... Probably won't be a segment. We'll just kind of talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so, so we will instead be doing a segment of recommendations every yep. week uh either i will recommend brad a movie for him to review next week with mm-hmm. me or he'll recommend me a movie to uh, for me to uh, rate next week with him um and this week since it was my idea i could just start it off <laughs> i am making brad watch love and monsters starring dylan o'brien to watch this uh with us like watch it and then the next episode tune in for our review um i'll you know I'll give my thoughts on it completely honest. I always do. And then next week after the review, I will give my um, recommendation of what Seth will watch and so on and so on. Um, it's going to be really fun. Um, this is one I feel like got lost in the mess. That was 2020 because that's when it came out. Really? Uh, I thought this was, was older. No, it's only two years old, but it just, they didn't give it any marketing because they had, it, it was like, going to release like two months after March. Yeah. And so they were just like, we'll just kind of send it out. It, it got a lot out. of movies. Yeah. Like, fell to that where um, it was just, especially with the, um, the Fox Disney merger where it was, um, Disney had a bunch of Fox properties that they mm-hmm. didn't really care about. They were, but they were made. So it was like, send it out. Might as well. Yeah. And it, it was kind of sad um, because I feel like this is my favorite movie to come out of 2020. And I really, uh, and I know like I keep hyping this movie up mm-hmm. and like it, the trailer looks horrible, Yeah, but I only watched it for Dylan O'Brien. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and if you've been hearing this podcast for a while, you know, I love Dylan O'Brien. I do want to, I do want to see more of Dylan O'Brien stuff. I need to watch this. I need to watch American Assassins. So that's also a good it, one. I um, get more into it. This is just very action adventure, fun, but also like kind of gritty and actiony. The characters are cool. It feels like you're pl- watching a video game play out. I think that's like the best way to describe it. And I think that's what I loved about it. Um, there's some gross moments cause it's post-apocalyptic yeah. bugs and animals are huge now thing, but it's, I think you're going to enjoy it a lot more than you think. Okay. I think anyone listening who wants I'm to watch keeping, it with you will I'm as well. I'm keeping an open mind for it. I, I, I really am, but yeah, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't look good. It looks wild. I'm I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, but it's so good. I mean, it got like a ninety eight on Rotten Tomatoes. I know you don't care about ratings, but I don't care about ratings and also Rotten Tomatoes is just a group of white men. It's not even a group of white men. They they take things wrong. So like how it works is you can have a review of a movie that says uh, it was fine, but you know, it wasn't my cup of tea and they'll because you said the word fine, that's a that's a positive. hundred percent positive for that reviewer and they it goes in the positive column and then they all you know do the averages and stuff of everything but if you're like it wasn't my cup of tea then that's a a hundred percent bad sort of thing so it's like it's it's not a good system but people swear by it i want to get off on that topic my sister and brother-in-law say that they will not watch a movie that's um under 60 percent on rotten tomatoes and i'm like that's some bullshit why would you rate it why would you base what you watch solely on that that's not how you should watch movies well i mean and i don't give a lot of weight to rotten tomatoes but tomatoes tomatoes sorry no it's not it's tomatoes <laughs> Dang I got it, you. Brad. wow i got you <laughs> um i don't i don't put Tomatoes. like a hell a lot of weight to it but when it's like certified fresh i give it a look 
you know? Yeah. And this, like, it was plastered. Like, I were like, this is a good one, guys. You should really check it out. So, um, I just, I hope you enjoy it. And I, I'm really yeah. excited to hear what you have to say because it's yeah. going to be your first real Dylan O'Brien experience yep. besides the first season of Teen Wolf, which does not count because yeah, that was a I, I rough agree. season. <laughs> even that, I think it's just, even if it was a good season, it's just like, it's not enough. You got to see like a full thing of the, of a character that the actor plays and movie is better for that. So yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited for, I'm excited to review it and then give you my recommendation. I'm also very excited for that. Um, and then, so should we just get into no way home? Most definitely. Let's just like pull the bandaid off, not the bandaid. Let's just, let's just dig into this dessert. Alrighty. No I have a home. list. I have a yeah, big old list. Um, I have a lot to say. So my first note, because I didn't take one till after the movie, of course, was new suit was slick. Oh yeah. With all capital letters that because it was is gorgeous. It gl- I love oh that God. it glimmers in the lights. That's like my favorite thing about it. I think is just how pretty it is. It's beautiful. They should have done this suit the whole time. I hope he has this suit for the entire new trilogy. I don't want new suits. I like, like how they did like a new suit each movie. I don't want it. I just want this mm-hmm. for three movies. I'm I'd be okay with it. Same. I'd be so happy with it. They won't do that. They'll probably switch it up. I it's wish fine. They, w- they might though. If they're going to switch it up, they better make damn well sure it's good suits. Mm-hmm. Cause last I'll, I've said this before. Those nano suits are ass. I like them, but I, I, but the thing is he didn't even get a new suit this time. It was a new suit because it was the black suit with the nanotech. It was thing. just inside out. It was just his normal suit inside Not out. That one, the, the one with it's, it's the red and black and then it gets the nanotech on top of it to make the spider. Oh yeah. That's the new suit. But it wasn't even really new. It was just the spider from the other suit put on the other one. Well, in the story, yeah, but it's a new suit. <laughs> new suit, question mark. It, nothing was new. Um, I don't got anything new here except the fact that they mixed two, ironically. It's new because they had to make a new suit for that. That's the same suit from the other from the first movie, though. In the story, it is, but like for making that suit oh, in real life, mean they make a new suit for that. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that's a new suit. But I'm counting like plot-wise. I don't. That's fair. Um, I thought you were going to say more. I'm sorry. No, I, I count it by like the fact that they have to make a new suit for the costume design because that's going to put in a lot of work. So it's like, well, we get to call that a new suit then, then trying to cheapen out and say like, not even really a new suit. That's fair. So it is what it is. Um, yeah. already, um, just going to name characters and talk about them because there's so much to say. Yep. Um, so before we really get into this, Spoilers. This is your warning. Spoilers for I mean, No Way Home. I the new suit, but you, but have, you, can't, mean you can't see it, so it's fine. Um, go spoilers. Go see it. Watch it. Do not listen to the Turn rest of this podcast this beforehand. Off. It is so good. It is my. It is probably the second. It's probably the second best hero movie I think superhero movie it's I've ever very seen. Fun. It's fun. It it has so much homage and nostalgia. It is so good. The next statement I say is a major spoiler. Oh, Do shit. not keep why listening. Are we, why are we starting with that? I mean, okay, we'll skip those characters. Uh, t- I'll start with it. Go for All it. All right. So Peter, one, two, and three. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield so, are in this movie, babies and gentlemen. And they did it. Babies and well. gentlemen. That's a new phrase that I'm going to keep. <laughs> I think 
what I want to say about them being in the movie first off is I'm really glad it wasn't like a you get to the very last second of the fight and then all of a sudden a portal opens and they're like you need some hope and then they just help I like that a they were in the movie for a whole hour Mm-hmm. which is almost half which was nice b how they introduced them with ned a ned having powers but the whole, that's n- next um that's later on on um is that such a big deal because i don't think he's ever it is gonna for use the it again. asian community oh okay they're freaking out about it it's huge for diversity well it's just a thing of like i don't think he's ever going to use those magic powers again now. i disagree because he took the ring away well he can get it back also just, I mean, we're in spoilers. Does Doctor Strange remember that he has, he can use magic? I don't know. Wong might because he's the Grand Master <laughs> Supreme or whatever. Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme. But he didn't even know. But don't they like know everything? No. About time? No. Oh, then I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. They would not do that if they weren't going to come back to it. Um, I do love that Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme, by the way. Yeah, that was a fun loophole. He's much more well-equipped oh, for of course. it. And Stephen should Strange be. should not be in charge of anything. But it also brings up the weird thing of, like, I feel like it takes... It gives uh, Stephen Strange just more freedom to do whatever the hell he wants, which yeah. he shouldn't have. <laughs> it's kind of like a two he's an ar- sword. Because he's an arrogant ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get back to the point. This uh, is still the point, I feel. Where it's still the movie, so... Um, I think what I want to say is him doing it and just being like, I wish we could see Peter, and then mm-hmm. Andrew comes through, and then I just... Their introduction was flawless like genuinely i feel like they didn't miss a single moment that they couldn't that they didn't want to take and they just they did it so well and it felt so natural and they actually gave them character and i just i loved how they just the whole execution i just mm-hmm. want to give 10 out of 10 um that's six out of 10 for me i thought it was great <laughs> It was um, funny. I liked it. I like whenever um, they see each other and they're like, hold on a minute. And then they like swip yeah. at each other and shit. And I'm like, oh, it's fun. I just, I thought it was great. Um, the biggest thing with Andrew I want to talk about though is the grab. So Peter jumps and he's going for MJ and then Goblin gets him and she's dying. Like that's it. And then you just, you flip to Andrew and he's like, no. And then he jumps and then he doesn't web her. And he, we- he catches her and web. then webs a ledge. He so learns, they just land flawlessly. He learns then, his lesson. It was, it was such a good, like, and everyone was like, well, we're so worried that, that cause like, uh, P, uh, Tom's Hall and Spider-Man never felt like the main character in his movies. And so it was, everyone was worried that like he would steal the thunder if he did that. But the way they did it made it to where he didn't steal the thunder, but yet he also still got redemption for that character solely. It wasn't stealing. It was just his own thing. But if they did it wrong, it could have looked like stealing. And I'm glad that they didn't, I guess is what I'm trying to get around to is just that like, I loved how flawless i feel like it was flawless at least that they did that and then he like starts about to cry and she's like are are you okay i like that he doesn't get into it he just has that kind of moment for himself and he's like and then she asks if he okay and he's like yeah i'm okay it's it's okay and it's just it's a nice thing of like he gets to enjoy that for himself of like 
I saved someone. I, I, I learned, I, I did it. I didn't, no one died. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay. And I liked that. Well, and he's so insecure. And then Toby's like, no, you're amazing. I didn't care about that. You are so <laughs> amazing. It was so funny and cute. And it was a pun. I, oh, I love a good pun. You do love a good um, pun. I love a good pun. Um, uh, but let's let's go to Toby off uh, on that topic. There's not the web, much to say about Toby. He was funny. That's what I want to talk about. Was he? The web out of the wrist thing whenever Andrew was like, what was, the hell? That was more Andrew and Tom being funny than uh, Toby. That was, I, I did like the reaction of just, because they have like a whole discussion about it later where it's just, and Tom is just like, well, no, it's just because like we can't do that. So we're curious about mm-hmm. it. I, we've all been curious about it i think he has web sacks in his body somewhere that stores it and stuff like that um it didn't answer any questions because toby's like no i don't know he was just bit bro um bit like you uh there was a parallel i really liked though um he held the glider in both yep. spider-man movies it the was, first and this it was one the right choice to make toby whenever tom um i'm just gonna call them all by their actors names yeah let's it, just do that instead of doing spider-man one two and three um like whenever tom goes to basically kill the green goblin with a glider it was the smart choice to make toby the one to stop mm-hmm. him because with andrew it's like why uh, it, it, toby needed to do it it made sense it worked really it well poetic. and then he stabbed <laughs> yeah which was just I, the second we started i was like oh damn it he is gonna die because the second we saw them i was like okay so one I of them's gonna, gonna die kill him, but he didn't do it no, but then they had him. he was like you're in so much pain are you he went oh so much oh, yeah. it was funny they like had fun with it he's and been I think, stabbed before but he still got stabbed yeah he's like it's fine i guess it all the time and they're like okay so he will be fine that was just that was funny i thought it was fun um before we get into the rest of the characters i have a statement okay. that i want to say just over the overarching of the movie okay. which is why it's so good and it's it's a long statement i just want to preface okay. spider-man no way home not only finished the trilogy beautifully it also made the previous movies more impactful and better movies all around showing us the audience that our peter had to grow into peter parker that could be the hero we as the audience know he can be the first movie being he had to learn that being a hero isn't as glamorous as he thinks and the second showing him the real responsibility of being a hero preparing him for the adventure where he chose to save the villains rather than leave them to die and in doing this and in doing so loses his aunt may who tells him the iconic line with great power comes great responsibility i want to interrupt i am not I am the person that does not like people uh, cheering or clapping or doing anything like that in the movie. When she said that, I screamed in the theater, yes! And it was very loud. A lot of people laughed. I don't do that, but that was such a good payoff for me. It was. It was very nice and fun. it, It broke your heart. And saying she's perfectly fine with her fate, knowing she died to help Peter do the right thing. Showing our Peter that even when you do the right thing, you can't save everyone. And that sucks. And he can't stop based on that. Which leads to Peter being so heartbroken to a different level due to the fact that he didn't fuck up. He just couldn't save everyone. And that's why Peter 2 having to stop him is so powerful. Peter 2 being Toby. Sorry, guys. Um, being so powerful because they know how he feels. And he didn't even mess up. All this leading to Peter protecting his best friend and girlfriend from his life given the chance after having to make everyone forget completely poetic very different than what happened in the two franchises prior prior where they made a bad decision and lost their uncle due to it so they are so they go on trying to be better and make better decisions so i want to go off that go ahead 
Um, you shouldn't have given me time to think about this movie. <laughs> oh, you're going to trash it, aren't you? I'm not going to trash it. But I'm going to say my opinion on it because this is a fun movie. I obviously can't say that it's not and that I didn't enjoy this movie because I because as soon as it was over, I went to you in the theater and I was like, you were right because you said that I was going to come out of this movie and that I loved it. And it was super fun and I did love it. But yeah, giving me time to reflect on this movie did make me go kind of realize just what this movie is. And I think it's really just solely on perspective. I think that's the only difference between you and me on this. Um, it's just perspective, but I viewed this movie as a fun time, but all it is is a return to the status quo, a way to get back to the status quo. Like it's, you said it like made the other two movies, um, like more impactful. I think it made the other two movies completely pointless. And even the, all the other Spider-Man movies except for Spider-Verse. I think they're all pointless now and I don't need to rewatch them besides nostalgia's sake. I I am only excited. Even this movie I don't like I don't need to rewatch it again. I'm excited for the next trilogy because what they do is they set up this Peter, Tom's Peter, being the comic book Peter Parker fully and Absolutely. No one knows his secret identity. He is uh, living on his own, paying the rent. He's broke. He actually, there's a line in it wherever he's talking to MJ going like, I'm the most famous person in the world and I'm still broke. And I'm like, you are not broke. You have every resource available to you. You have a $5 million suit at your disposal. You cannot say I'm broke, but now he is broke. He really is broke. And he is the comic version where it's just like, Life is hard for Peter Parker, but he's still fighting and he's still going to do good. I'm so excited for that. But this movie was just a way to get to that point. I feel like you're ignoring the fact that it was a three movie origin story. Peter had to learn, but Peter had to learn lessons before he could be the Peter that you wanted from the comics. Because he he had to learn that you shouldn't just be eager because the hero has responsibility. Then he had to learn that that responsibility is there no matter what, because you have that power. And then in this, he had to learn that not only is that responsibility there, he has to be the one to do it. He He has to be the one to make the tough decision and save the bad guy, even though he killed his aunt. Like, I think it just set him up to learn so because he had to learn those lessons before he could become a hero. And that's like, I think that's why he was Iron Man Jr. Because Iron Man also had to learn lessons to be able to be the guy who did the snap at the end. That was all just the choice of the story and the fact that I think they, whenever they started with this Spider-Man, they were just trying to do something new and different. Like whenever this started, it was the case of like, uh, we've seen Uncle Ben die a couple times. We we know how it goes. We don't need to see him die again. And we don't need to see him die again. But if you want to set this up for why he's being Peter Parker, you don't need a trilogy to be an origin movie. You need the original origin of he messes up, he makes a mistake, and because of that mistake, his uncle Ben dies or Aunt May in this case. I told you um, after the movie, I'm totally fine with it being Aunt May that in this version that she's the one that came up with the line and kind of is the inspiration for this. But But I don't like that they won't acknowledge Uncle Ben. I think they should. Let me finish. But also it's the thing of like, 
you don't need three movies leading up to that. You just need that motivation, that death that inspires him. And that doesn't take three movies. That takes the beginning of the first movie because that's what happens in Spider-Man 1. But that's what they did in the first two franchises. With this, they introduced him in Civil War. They gave him a whole line. They they built this character and made him, in my opinion, made him actually grow the fuck up. And I feel like you just want that original story, which is fine. I think the, that, not the next trilogy just, is going to be great. It's but. not even just the fact of I want the original story. It's the fact that... I feel like this movie, you say that there is no problems with the other two movies. There are. There, there are, are problems. problems. I'm just saying there isn't. This movie cleans up those problems. You want to say like he had to be Iron Man Jr. He didn't have to be Iron Man Jr. It was just the fact that they chose to have him kind of be the mint, mentee to Iron Man. And then it just became the fact of, oh shit, he is Iron Man Jr. We didn't really want him to do that. And now they had to course correct and return to the status quo and make it so he's not Iron Man Jr. If you think this wasn't the plan, you're crazy. This was not the plan. It was absolutely not the original plan. This was this was course correction. I completely it, disagree. It, I think it, you're missing the point, Brad. But they did it in a fun way to where it's like it's a good movie for us return to the status quo. It's a fun journey along the ride. We get to see Alfred Molina, Green Goblin, uh, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Um, we get to see like these heroes or uh, villains and heroes from the previous movies in a really fun way. And it's very nice. It's so good to see Tobey Maguire Spider-Man on screen Mm -hmm. again. Oh my God. That was so nice to see. And like, it's a fun ride, but it's for me. And like I said, it's just a perspective thing. I think it's not a case of I'm missing the point. It's a perspective thing. This is just returning to the status quo. That's the whole point. I think you're missing the point, Brad. I get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from. I think you're just missing the entire point. What is the entire point? The point was to teach him the lesson so he could be the hero that we all wanted on screen. The whole time, everyone was like, but they didn't have to. The whole point of Loki was to show that there were variants. There are different origin stories for all these different versions of these people because of the multiverse and his origin story they were just able to flush out have him meet people have him learn lessons have him make friends have him fall in love with someone and then they were able to accumulate all that to to one big finale but now it doesn't matter because none of those people or connections he made remember him but he still remembers the the lessons the lessons are what i'm talking about brad the lesson of you have that being a hero isn't all it's cracked up to be it is hard it is not just fun and games because civil war he just was fucking around he literally he referenced a star wars movie and then had him wrap around him like they did like like in the like they did in the movie he he wasn't in it to be anything besides for fun in that movie and then he had in the first one he had to learn to be that what it takes to be a hero and then the second one he didn't want to he wanted to go on vacation and flirt with the girl he was into and so he had to learn that superheroes don't get a day off there's a responsibility there and then this one he learned that he not only has to take that responsibility he has to help people with it he can't just like he, he needed to it was his test then they never should have revealed his secret identity that was the point, No, Brad. it wasn't. That's what makes it course correction and return to the status quo, because you can do all of those things without revealing his identity to the world. And also, in this universe, that doesn't matter. I want to get... I'll get into it. 
the the whole point of this movie, all the th- or not point, but the whole course of this movie and everything that happens is because he wants to get his him or his friends into college because he and he is dumb about it. Yeah. He's really dumb about it. If he had done that the first, if he had gone to the people the first time, or had just gone like shit didn't work out the way we want it. Let's try to make the best of it. None of this stuff would have happened, and him his secret identity being revealed wouldn't matter because everyone's secret identity is revealed revealed in the marvel universe that none of them have secret identities he's the only one except for daredevil by the way daredevil's in this we yeah, forgot we'll to mention get to that in a second um like him losing his secret identity doesn't matter in this movie because or it doesn't matter in this universe because all the superheroes, like everyone knows who Iron Man is. Everyone knows who Captain America is. Everyone knows who Hulk is. Uh, like it's all, they all know. So what's the matter if people know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man besides the fact that he, a lot of people think that he killed Mysterio, like it, it doesn't matter. So they shouldn't have done that court, that thing that was, they revealed it and then they kind of had to go, we might want to rewrite that because we don't want everyone to know that he's Spider-Man and return to the status quo. When they revealed- he can still learn all those lessons that you mentioned and they just never reveal his identity and it, the point would have gotten across. There wouldn't be a need to do these things. It would have, it just makes it to where it's like for the, the next movie, the next Spider-Man movie they do, that's the starting point for me, at least. I don't care about these other movies now because they're, they're forgotten. There's who cares? <laughs> I think the audience is supposed to, uh, I, I, I don't, I see how you're saying it's course correction. And I definitely think that's what they were doing, but I think you're seeing it as they were trying to fix something where I think they were just trying to finish it to start a new no. story. If you're finishing something, there should never be a retcon or a rewrite or something that, you, or you change something that you introduced. They, sh- if they're wanting it to be that nobody knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man, don't make everyone know that Peter Parker is Spider Man. But then, without that, there wouldn't have been the whole plot of this movie. He can still learn those lessons about like being a hero is hard. I mean, Legend of Korra does it, and it took three seasons, four seasons. I'm just saying, like, it's it's the point, the whole point it of this movie is... It felt like Legend is, of Korra, though. Like, it, now I that know. you bring that up, same energy of, like, every season, he or every movie or season for her, they just had mm-hmm. to learn a new lesson to be able to be a better hero. I agree, but what I'm saying is they shouldn't be, like, rewriting or retconning or any of that stuff. So you're basically saying that if they want to do it, they should just done it like Legend of Korra and not retcon. They should do it with one co- one linear story and never have to like go back and restart or go back to the status quo. It shouldn't ever, they shouldn't ever go back. If you're going back to the status quo, it's because you don't like the thing that you did. Or you just want to change the story. That's not how stories work. I mean, it, it's literally how this worked, but okay, pal. <laughs> We're just going to have to dis- agree to disagree on this one. Write in, tell us what you think. Yeah, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um... All right. Yeah. Next point that that was like the bare bones, like the meat and bones of what I wanted to get into about this movie. Fair enough. Um, uh, next is May. Um, her yeah. T- super shocking. Wasn't expecting it out of like it wasn't out of nowhere. But like the second it happened, you're just like, oh, my God, the second you realize the as second a you movie see the glider goer, up you just before knew. that even the fact that she's in the room with 
Peter and uh, Norman is like, oh, shit. Like, as a moviegoer, you kind of learn to see how these stories go. And as soon as you see it, it's like, oh, shit, are they really going to kill Aunt May? And then they do. And I was not expecting or prepared for that. And it tears you apart. I saw this twice and I cried harder the second time. Great acting on Tom Holland's part in that scene. Like that was amazing and great. It was was spectacular. And it was a great way to deliver the line. And like they They just. The original line Mm -hmm. um, with great power. There must also come great responsibility. Not with great power comes great responsibility. They did the original from the original comic, which is fun. And it was just heart wrenching absolutely just destroyed you and i mean it just it was flawless i i and i know i keep saying that but yeah. and like i don't think the movie's perfect i just, i think there are a lot of flawless it sounds like moments like you think though. the movie is perfect it's pretty high on my list <laughs> but i i see issues but i also just think they took a story and they just fucking went for it and it shows and i i love that in this variant she was his uncle ben i liked that that relationship was what they had like i've said i i don't mind that she is the catalyst the um crucible for him be like really understanding being a hero and wanting to be spider-man continuing and all that i'm totally fine i just would like some acknowledgement that uncle ben exists in this universe i don't think he does i I don't think he does either but i think he should there's different variants though he always should. I disagree. He always should be in Spider-Man's life. Why? And it should always be an important part because he is. But here's in this what, universe, you know, Aunt May. Here's what I'll say. It's it's like Miles Morales. In the video game, his father is the one that dies and kind of is like the emotional yeah. uh, reason for why he becomes Spider-Man. In the movie, it's his uncle, the Prowler, because and he dies and it's kind of shows him why he should be a good superhero and be Spider-Man. Both people, it doesn't matter which one dies. They're both important people in his life and they are catalysts for why he should be Spider-Man. And I think they're both important. And I think it's the same for Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben is just as important as Aunt May. And they should always like have him in the universe. I don't, why not do it? Why not? Cause I told you whenever they do the grave of Aunt May, why couldn't it have been a joint grave with her and Ben Parker? Because she never married Ben. She he, she could have. Why not? Because she was dating around. She was she was young she and was living a widow. life. It was never revealed she was a widow, was it? it? She could have been. But she wasn't. But, okay, look. That original line in Civil War, whenever it's like, whenever you can do the things that I can do and then the bad things happen, they happen because of you. Who is he talking about then? Fair. It's Uncle Ben. It should be Uncle Ben. He should exist and that should be another trauma that he has. And it should be another lesson. And I think it's important. I think it should always be there. And the fact that they just won't reveal that he's in this universe, it just irks me. I feel like you're kind of doing what people do whenever everyone's like, well, Scarlett Johansson shouldn't have been sacrificed in that scene with Hawkeye. You're you're missing the point of Aunt May died for him. Not only she didn't just die because he made a mistake. She died because she believed in what he was doing because she pushed him to do what they what she knew he raised to believe was I right. I really do want to get across. I am not trying to shift it as like Aunt May shouldn't be the reason. Like the she it's everything is the same as it is now. 
It's just that it's a joint grave. That's all I wanted. You just want to mention. I just want to mention. It's I, I'm not saying that Uncle Ben should be the catalyst for why he becomes better. I'm not saying that. It should just be that he exists and he's important. That's all I'm saying. It's I'm not very okay much. without it. I really want it. He's an important character. I like Uncle Ben and he should be in it. But I guess they're going to say fuck him. Well, I think they just went a different route. Um, Next point. I want to talk about the villains, actually. That's also on here. Let's get to um, the villains. Okay, cool. Let's go through them. Um, let's start with Otto. Uh, Otto, absolutely. Um, so he was my favorite. I know, like, and I like, I, I, I think William Defoe's Green Goblin, Will, Willem, 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 Willem. I'm sorry, my name is William, so it's hard. Um, I think he was definitely like the best villain he of was this the movie. Standout. He was the standout villain, but I liked Otto's arc better i'm i'm sucker for a save well, in the villain the same arc from spider-man 2 <laughs> i know i just i liked it mm-hmm. I, I loved it i loved that he was just like twice so miserable so all the time act- and we actually do know the exact moment that he was taken right before he died with the sun kind machine. of but it wasn't like he wasn't in the river yet he hadn't made the decision to uh destroy the machine and like sacrifice himself it was whenever it was right before he turned. Mm-hmm. It was whenever he had the arm on Peter's throat and Peter is like going to like try to talk him down and stuff. But it's like, it's right then. And uh, so it's like an interesting thing. I liked seeing evil Otto Octavius again. Mm-hmm. I was, he was like, he was interesting and fun and just kind of throwing insults around. Which well, was, whenever he took the nanotech and then Peter could control him, that was so funny. It was creative. I wasn't expecting it because I either. was kind of going like, oh shit, he's going to fuck some shit up. And then it was like, uh, he's controlling Actually, Peter's like laughing when he does it. He's like, let's just do these thought. things now. Yeah, and that was fun and creative, I think. I think it was a different way to go about it. And I really liked it. Um, I I love that he is the one that kind of gets turned first, and I love that he yeah. immediately is like. I think that's because he was the guy. easiest, though. Definitely. Um, I just I really liked. I love that he ended up being the good guy. I love that he ended up stopping Green Goblin at the very end, helping. Oh uh, yeah, from killing right. the other two mm-hmm. Spider Man and Doctor Strange. Um, I thought that was a nice touch and a definite like way to fully show that like he's back. I like the little interaction between him and Toby of just like uh. It, you've grown up and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And then he holds the arc reactor. And he's like the power of the sun. And then Toby's like in the palm of your hand. It's like, Oh, that's, I didn't even re- realize that. But mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. Nice little touch. Um, I was terrified as soon as, um, um, electro or max takes a look at that arc reactor i oh, was like yeah i was like don't let him anywhere near that don't well d- don't. it was in the pictures it was in the trailer i was like he's gonna get that yeah. so getting that i i was terrified of him because i would because i mean i didn't even i wasn't thinking of like from what we saw in the trailer i was just like i can't imagine what he would do with that kind of power <laughs> that's a lot of power and like oh geez that sounds terrifying well and let's get into electro next since we're on it um the, and this is also a doc Ock comment he 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 stopped him doc Ock did it you know i like that he actually got a chance to not only be good but actually like show that like do a event because i mean he took the arc reactor off of him and then put the thing yeah. that drained and i thought that was fine and i thought that was cool um I don't have much to say about Electro. He um, was funny. The whole, gotta yeah, watch he, where you he, fall, man. That he, was funny. He so. was funny. Um, 
he got a makeover which was interesting which was good uh yeah and just i don't know it was not too much to say but either than he really is a dude out for power literal power yeah <laughs> um so yeah nothing too much to say about him i i like jamie fox jamie does not like jamie fox i, know. I don't know why uh, but doesn't matter really he's um, still like is it okay after I he, guess. him electro electro was a bigger role but lizard and um sandman, sandman were very minor did you hear why they probably weren't in it where they they couldn't actually be there in person for shooting so that's they just why used i was wondering why sandman was sand the whole time uh-huh. and they yeah they they like edited in like the scenes from the old movies yeah. and then also um they uh cgi'd basically all of them like mm-hmm. the, the entirety of both both characters were cgi'd except the parts where they were in yeah. person like the actual skin um so like and that's also why they just I didn't they have that big of roles they did things. send voices that that's the only thing they had yeah. a part of was they sent recordings but everything was cgi or stolen from the other ones i remember um in the movie going like why is why is flint not like in his human form this he can do that there was no thing of like he can't control it like he can do that but um it, it, i guess from a production point it makes sense but well, I mean, a story it was fine. point it makes no sense well i mean it was fine i mean uh electro got a new look everyone kind of like that so i was like okay so he just he looks different i, I was i just, yep. i could i could suspend my disbelief and just be like okay so in this universe he has to stay as sand um but yeah so they couldn't be there which in uh um lizard the guy who plays lizard wasn't super heartbroken about it but the guy who played sandman said he was very sad yeah. because he really wanted to come back to this role he was in a, a bigger sandman. way i liked him in um th- he was the best part of spider-man 3 oh for sure i i literally on the way to hang out today i told brandon i was like he was definitely the best part of spider-man 3 yeah absolutely um, that so. was, i think that had to do with the fact of um we've talked about this before uh sam raimi was forced to do venom but sandman was the one that he wanted to mm-hmm. do so it's uh, it shows of like his the sandman is great in that movie because you know sam raimi like put time and effort into that character well and honestly when you look back at it that movie is fine it's besides the venom line the venom line just ruins it if you take the entire venom line besides black spider-man i thought that was kind of cool um if you take the entire venom eddie brock line out though besides the black suit it's fine it's a it's an okay decent spider-man movie the the eddie brock line just stunk yep honestly and that's like that it really just ruined it because he became the main villain the harry part was great spider-man part was great the salmon part was great the plot was fine just the venom line sucked um and it's really sad because it had great potential um apparently he wanted to do craven the hunter for that one as well and then they said no you're doing venom instead and that's why he was like it's a theory that he actually like in intentionally tanked that movie because as like a kind of spite thing uh for having to do venom like he intentionally made it bad so um but yeah let's, let's get talk to about the, this. the main man the, the main, main man, event the best part of this movie man i swear to god he is, he is the best part of this movie i think tom holland was green, but i know that's the hotter take between green them. goblin willem dafoe oh my god well, and how they i love how good of a secret they kept it because everyone was like ned's the guy in the hood and no it was just him because he broke his mask yeah and also, like, he looked like the original gr- one. Also, great uh, choice to break his mask because Willem Dafoe looks like a goblin. I know. <laughs> and he also, you could just see his facial expressions. When he changed, you saw so it good. with Peter. It was so 
good. It was flawless. I know I keep saying it, but it was flawless. That was flawless. I love Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. He's so, he's threatening, always threatening and just intimidating. And whenever he, he's 66, I think he's doing Mm -hmm. his own stunts in this movie. He refused to do it unless he did his own stunts. And it's so freaking good because he's still got it because whenever he's fighting Peter, you really do get a sense of like, this man is a threat, a serious threat. I'm really scared of what this man will do. Well, and I forgot that like he's basically superhuman because yeah, of the serum. He, he's so, like got he's, strength. He, he's a he's a force to be freaking reckoned with. He's you on know? Spider-Man's level of strength wise. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a like it's close and it's just it's he's so threatening, man. And he's so evil. And God, he's so good. He's so good in this. It was it was good. I yep. have really no complaints about Willem Dafoe. Um I th- I love that he like laughs when Peter's beating him. Like you, yeah. it just it makes you like feel icky almost. Yeah, like, absolutely. It, like that small thing taints a victory. Like mm-hmm. it's just because he's wanting him to kill him, and then it's just Peter doesn't even care about like if he wins or loses. He's just like this man needs to not exist anymore, yeah. and I'm gonna kill him. And it's like it's just freaking beautiful and in that last scene whenever peter lifts the glider and he's punching him and i mean it just it breaks your heart Mm -hmm. because you're like i know you're only doing this because he killed her and you're about to like become a murderer right now and like that was andrew's whole thing he was like i stopped holding back my punches interesting stuff i will say that Uh, i don't want to i still don't want to see it but the idea of like he just stops pulling his punches interesting because if he stops pulling his punches people die yeah. Yeah. Well, and honestly, if they do an Amazing Spider-Man 3, they won't. I hope they kind of do it um what's you want to call it? Logan style. Yeah, I I, I said that. that. You said that. Okay, I said I someone s- said that to me and I really liked that idea. I said that to you of like it should be set farther in the future of like he's been he's ex- more experienced he's been doing this a while and it's just kind of like maybe this is like his last mission maybe they introduce uh miles and it's like this is and he starts kind of training him and stuff i think that would be the best way to do that if they did it but i still don't need to see it because i'll also just go watch logan which is a great movie that's also on my list so, um you yeah. haven't seen logan i have to, no no i mean my list of best superhero oh, movies okay sorry i was to like be you clear, haven't seen logan i've seen logan bro <laughs> it's Good. freaking phenomenal i was about to have a panic <laughs> no 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 i love logan um whenever i talk about the best superhero movies of all time logan's always mm-hmm. mentioned um yeah no i just it was so moving because his craziness just completely was the perfect parallel to Tom's brokenness. Mm-hmm. And it just, it worked so well and it was just so good. And let me see if I wrote anything else about him. Well, you know, an interesting um, fact for Spider-Man one. Yes. Um, it, or actually it's more like this um, in this movie. So in the comics, Green Goblin is famous. And I think what makes him the the arch nemesis of Spider-Man, a lot of people say it is Otto Octavius is like his best villain or something, or most like threatening one or something. I think it's Green Goblin because... I um, agree with you. Because Green Goblin um, is famous for killing Gwen Stacy. Uh, he throws her off the bridge. Then Peter goes to catch her with the web. It ends up breaking her neck from the impact of the sudden stop. And 
so like there's an element of it where peter blames himself but really it's like no i think it's that flying green psychopath um that's responsible but in the next um issue peter in the comics beats the living shit out of norman osborne almost to death it's very much like in this of he was gonna kill him there was no doubt about it and then as soon as it actually got close he remembered like the whole point of being spider-man and how he couldn't and then he eventually um gets impaled by his own glider in the comics so huh. yeah i like uh, that yeah but in the spider-man one movie they decided to impale him on his balls he definitely got impaled on his balls um no um i also wrote in my notes he was more impactful than joker was in joker's movie in my opinion and i know like you have a really harsh opinion about joker but we'll get into that later yeah we, um, should get into, should, yeah, we won't get into that now we'll do that yeah, another we'll do that time. episode um but you know how highly i hold the joker like you thought i'd put on my top 10 superhero I movies i 100% agree that like green goblin is definitely a more intimidating villain than joker and well, joker well i don't even mean that i just mean like between the craziness that you got from joker in the joker movie versus the craziness you got here it just it hit the joker movie i just felt uncomfy the whole time but with green goblin in this i was not terrified because it was a movie i was terrified terrified, though you know like it 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 didn't just make me feel uncomfy it made me feel anxious Mm -hmm. and like that was was a different thing and it was very impactful it's very safe to say i was terrified whenever uh it was like switched to green goblin in the personality i was like mm-hmm. i'm terrified now of what this man will do and it just it was so good yeah um let's get i want to talk about something that's a maybe a bit of a downfall in terms of the plot of this so the whole point i guess is peter's trying to cure them so that they can go back to their universes and survive mm-hmm. except doc ock definitely still dies whenever he goes back to the universe yeah that was like my main thing yeah i mean he could have not but like it's very slim that he didn't well it's the same thing of like he's cured he's back to he's a good guy now he's still got the octopus arms but that's the same thing he was at whenever he got pulled he was literally like two seconds away from being a good guy with the octopus arms so he goes back he sees that the sun is being created and he has to stop it so he's just gonna Gonna sacrifice himself himself, yeah and drown it in the river again so he's still dead green goblin maybe that will save him maybe he won't impale himself it just depends on what time he was taken i don't know because if he's taken while the glider is about ready to um, go at peter then yeah he's still dead but if it's taken like I don't know, before that fight, then, you know, yeah, he might survive that. Peter, I don't think would fight a man that's like, I'm really sorry. What did I do? You know, that sort of stuff. But, um, I don't know. He was in his costume. So it had to be a time when he was green goblin. Yeah. But it's the thing of like, it could have been before that final fight because that costume wasn't as beaten up as, um, true at the end of that fight, whenever they, whenever he dies so it was the thing of like it could have been before the fight and if it was before the fight he might survive that um well and maybe Otto figures out a different way to destroy the sun i don't think any of the other ones die actually does electro die i haven't seen it 
That's right. I don't remember if he actually died or not. Um, I don't care. Actually. Sandman doesn't die. He just fades away. Yeah. Um, Lizard dies, though. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he turns back into a human. Are you sure? That was the whole thing. I thought his dying wish was that Gwen Stacy, that to not kill Gwen Stacy, and then he dies. Are you sure he doesn't die? I am like 90% positive he dies. Lizard doesn't give, doesn't care at all about Gwen Stacy. He has no affiliation with Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy's his daughter in The Amazing Spider-Man. No. Yes. No. Yes. You need to rewatch that movie. Maybe I that's do. Not, yeah, no, that's not his, her dad. Uh, her dad is the captain, the police captain. Uh, he's just a dude that wants his arm back and will use lizard DNA to do it. Um, they're not related at all, so she, he doesn't care. Uh, no, yeah, he, her dad does die, but it's just not him. He gets turned back into a human, and then... Um, her dad's the cop. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So... Um, because like Andrew says, it's like, oh, I've cured Dr. Connors before I got this. So he just cures him and then he's fine. So it's the thing. Sandman doesn't die. Uh, Doc Ock is still going to die. Maybe Green Goblin still dies. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. And Electro, I couldn't care less. <laughs> well, so they took a, little, a few liberties, I guess, would be yeah. a safe bet. With that. I mean, it does also make like the whole point of the thing worthless because it's like, well, most of them are going to die anyways. Wong, Doctor Strange, we already talked about how it's funny. Ned has powers. Ned has powers. Um able to do magic that is all i wrote i just mm-hmm. think that's cool um it's a big for the di- for uh diversity because uh the asian community is flipping out because they're like we have a, we have a superhero and, and it's, it's just a normal guy who gets them and like Sh- and like shang chi was also the same but this is like different for them apparently i'm a little sorry for that for the asian community though because i don't I don't think they're going to pursue that. I think they're going to pursue a different story, which is not going to be one the Asian community is going to find um, as represent- good representation. Yeah, because Hobgoblin, we're going to have some I think they're going to do the Hobgoblin because there's a line in this where he's like, I'll never... Uh, turn on you and try to kill you and it's like i think you're gonna turn on peter and try to kill you kill him especially since now you don't know that you're peter's friend mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think they're gonna do the hobgoblin route and i'm sorry that you you're um, gonna be disappointed by that one but yeah um and then the only thing i really have to talk about left is mj mj yeah um Still this fixed her character I wait. <laughs> she they just they didn't make her great in the first two movies. Her her character was the one that I was like, man, it doesn't seem like there's really much to fix. Well, I mean, there wasn't like anything to fix, but there also wasn't anything spectacular at the same time. Yeah, not pun not intended. Um, Would have been better if you said nothing about that. <laughs> um, but. I really liked her in this. I loved the communication. She was like, just tell us next time. And then mm-hmm. I love that she wants to help. And I love that she's the one he trusts with the cube that, that can send them all back. And I think I just, I loved the part she played in Peter's mind and just of that story in general. I think I, I loved how clean and cute and pure and well-developed it felt and like earned like it, it made sense that like everything happened and I just I feel like they just did her character really well and I, I really enjoyed it um, the fall we already talked about was heart wrenching but great um, and then it was heartbreaking she broke your heart whenever she was like don't say it wait till you find me again and then he doesn't 
tell her i'd be pissed i would do what she says <laughs> i would also just do what she says well she said because you know i'll figure it out so she's definitely just gonna figure it out if need be maybe it's like it is what it is if he like actually keeps the relationship going with her instead of just being like oh she works in this coffee shop i won't bother her <laughs> i'd be terribly surprised if they didn't keep a, yeah, a relationship um there's a bunch of memes going around where it's like peter starts college he meets his professor his last name's connor's and then he that meets was a girl something i was then- gonna bring up um so like in this i think the only uh villain of the five that they could bring back is alfred molina uh as green got or not green uh out of doc Ock. i think they could bring him back i think there's ways that they could write around it i'm sorry my dog sees a dog outside so he's crying um i'm, I'm not a bad dog parent he's just wanting to go outside um but you can't do Green Goblin again now. No, you can't. You can only do Hobgoblin if it's Ned. Yeah, and I think that's maybe why they are setting that up so that they could still do a Goblin thing. But like, yeah, if even... I mean, I know Peter is like a hopeless like optimist and stuff, but it's like, if you see this universe's version of the guy that killed your aunt, you probably shouldn't trust them and should probably keep a really close eye on him and make sure he doesn't do any sort of experimentation mm-hmm. <laughs> like like that sort of thing. So it's like you can't do G- Green Goblin, I feel. I think they should absolutely pursue the Hobgoblin. I think yeah. that's an interesting story and it's a good way to do it. And I'm I would love to see it. Um, I, I want w- new villains. I don't want to see anyone I saw in this movie again. Fair. Yeah. I this this, I wanna, this completed everything I needed from all of those stories. I want Craven. I want yeah. Venom. MCU Venom. Now that we can talk yeah. about Eddie, that's, that's next. Right. I want MCU Venom. I want Hobgoblin. I don't want anything. I want this to be a whole new thing. Yeah, Complete absolutely. split. Um, I want to see a Return of the Vulture. <laughs> I also would like to see Return, which we might. Um, I do want to say another thing uh, since we're well, we let's get into Eddie. Um. That was, that was like a whole misdirection. What a crazy night for him. <laughs> what a, it was it was one day, bro. It's so funny. What a crazy um, night because he like he like finds out that this universe has a bunch of superheroes and there's an alien that like wanted to wipe out half the universe mm-hmm. and he's just like, what is happening? And then he just gets sent back to like deal with everything. It's crazy. It was it was great. It's hilarious. I thought it was perfect. I absolutely loved everything about it. Um, I think. I Brandon called it. He said that, that that's what he'd want to happen. Like verbatim. He was like, I want him to be there and then I'm just to leave a little bit and then leave so that Venom can be a different Damn. Venom in MCU. Impressive. It was very impressive. I didn't think um, they would be able to pull off a way to do Venom in, in the MCU. Um, well, but they're, they seem to be doing it. No, I'm extremely excited for it. I think it is a different way to do it. I think it's fun. Oh, I think, you know, what I think they should do though. They shouldn't do Eddie Brock. They should do Flash Thompson. I agree. Yep. I think, and they set him up for it. Yep. So there's no reason not to. There's a way to do it. Um, I think it's interesting. That would be an interesting thing to see from that Flash Thompson of he becomes a Marine or just a soldier. And then he like probably lose, he'll probably lose his feet or something. So he has to have the venom so he can keep serving. And I think that would be, I think that'd be a great thing for that character. And I'd like to see it. Yeah, sorry, Alyssa's texting me because something's wrong with her car. Um, but Is she okay? yeah, she's good. There's just it's, it's fine. Um, it's easy fix. Uh, but 
I agree. Um, I think they should definitely go their own way about it and make it their own villain because they already established that this Peter is not the normal comic Peter. His story is completely different. So I don't see why they couldn't just take a lot of liberties and do things that aren't always done in these movies with characters. Eddie Brock's already been Venom twice. It yeah. only worked once. I don't... It didn't even work that time. Eddie Brock... Eddie, the new Venom movies are decent. I love them. But... I, I don't know. I think with it just makes it kind of confusing. I feel whenever it's like it goes, it's it is the same story then of like okay, but this time it goes to Peter first, and then it goes to this version's Eddie. Even though it would kind of make sense because he it's part of the one that went on Eddie before, <laughs> so it would make sense to like he's still tra- like going for Eddie of this universe. I wouldn't be surprised if he went for Peter because when at the end of in the incredible yeah. scene for Venom Carnage, oh, he was like eh, and like something TV. that's a um. I guess fan theory is the reason why he got pulled into this universe because he doesn't know Peter Parker's secret identity. The hive mind. It's the hive mind yeah. and that it's the fact that Venom from Venom 3 yes. knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, or which is interesting. Right? I love that. Well, and um, I love that whenever... Uh, Strange is like you changed my spell six times, which he did, and then he's like, "No, it's five, because there were five hero villains." I brought that up. You did. Okay, I was the one that brought brought that up up. because the sixth one was just Venom, but they just didn't see him. That's why you said actually five. I brought it up because you were saying like it's five, oh, and you were like, "Oh, I know it's just gonna be five villains," and I was like, and I thought about it later, and I was like, "No, wait, it was six because Eddie was Mm -hmm. there." You texted me that. Sorry, I bring things up that were told to me, and I don't remember who said them, so Mm -hmm. I apologize if I don't give anyone credit that. I try to give credit and if I don't know I'm just like I don't know who said this but someone told me um but yeah so that's that's definitely like what happened and I think that was a fun way to do it absolutely because everyone I was like they're definitely gonna do the sinister six and they did but they just didn't have them all together which was fun and it, it definitely actually made the story better I if they did a whole sinister six team up thing I think it would have been dumb I think the route they went was absolutely perfect um yeah that's that's really my main take yep it's interesting. Um, I'm excited for um, Venom three and for uh, Venom in the MCU. Um, Matt Murdock was in this. Let's let's jump to that. Matt Murdock was in this. He was just spectacular and grabbed a um, a brick that flew through the window and he caught it before Peter, which I think was great. Uh-huh. Just kind of like, showed Peter up. I think I'm a great lawyer. I'm a really great lawyer, that which was I think so is great. Funny, and and it was just like a little drop. They were like, "Hey, he's here." We're not touching it. We're leaving it be for a second. We're just telling you that he's in the universe. And I think it was flawless. And that's what makes like Hawkeye more surprising. Oh yeah. If like, if he is dead, if they actually killed Kingpin and Hawkeye, it's like a waste, such a waste. Cause they just introduced the, it's the same like actors from the show. It's like, we want to see them back together. It'd be such a waste to kill Kingpin. I will say after seeing Hawkeye, the show, I I think that having Daredevil in a movie is more likely than we I was saying because we talked about this off podcast. You think it's more likely? You I were think saying it's more they likely should now. do the TV show. I think they should do a TV show, and I think it'd be better as a TV show. But you want like a Spider-Man Daredevil team up movie? I want and a Spider-Man. I wouldn't be surprised. I want a Spider-Man. I brought this up last week. I think I want a Spider-Man Daredevil team up movie. It's equal on both. It's not like a Daredevil movie and Spider-Man's in it. It's not a Spider-Man movie and Daredevil's in it. And they both go up against Kingpin. Yeah. Because he is both of their villains. And then after that, then it just kind of will be that Daredevil is kind of the one going after Kingpin and Spider-Man does other things. I think it's going to be Echo and Daredevil. Maybe. 
I think I think that's definitely what I see happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen because they definitely set Kingpin to be Echo's biggest rival in this well, so, after Hawkeye. Well, in the comics, it's the thing that he trains her. Well, and he did. Yeah. Like he was like my Maya. She's gone away. Da da da. And so like. I think it's going to be Echo and Daredevil versus Kingpin. And honestly, I'm very okay with that. I'm okay with that too. I, I just, I, I'm Let's glad they the gave us a taste. Let's get the superheroes together. That'd be so fun. We have, oh, I shouldn't make jokes about that, but like, it's just, what should they call themselves? The disabled defenders. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is I that- think... I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be good. It'd, it'd I think be great. it'd be really fun. Yeah, and I, that's what I kind of want to see now that if we're he's alive. seeing both. <laughs> if he's alive, there's no way he's I dead. They would it, waste the character if he's dead. The end credit scene of Hawkeye should have been, he's in an ambulance. They're saying like, we're losing him. And then his, Kingpin's eyes opened and that should have been the, the end, end credit. Or something. And then like or Rod, just, Rogers musical was mid credit. It's fine. Or just show someone find his body and be like, Hey, we got someone shot over here. Something just to show yeah. that it's not really done. Yeah. Cause this seems way more definitive. Like, Oh, we killed him. And it's like, the fans are probably thinking that like, no, you didn't kill him. Cause they're like, we don't want you to kill him. Why are you killing him? Yeah. Waste. If they actually killed him. <laughs> that is, um, all my thoughts though. Do you that have anything all my extra thoughts to, um, yeah, I really have kind of said everything I want to say about this movie. Um, besides like, I'm just excited for the next trilogy. Yeah, um, I think they've set themselves up for so many great things and I'm excited to see what they do. And I hope they don't fuck it up. I don't think they will. They up if the no last way one. home taught us anything. It's that it's they, a different director. I, I do want to say that I mentioned this to you. It's not the same director as mm-hmm. these movies because he is uh, John Watts. He is going off to do the fantastic four movies or it's only one movie confirmed at the moment, but they're going to do more. Yeah. So, so he's probably going, he's going to do that trilogy because he's not going to do two trilogies at the same time. That's too much. That's a lot. Yeah. So they're going to get somebody else. I think that's a great idea too, because it's, this is such a, like a new point to start. So you get a new vision and that's a great idea. Um, and have them kind of just push their vision of it. Also, it's, I think the idea was these are supposed to be like John Hughes type movies of like, he's in high school and it's kind of, there are times of mm-hmm. camp and fun and this is, he's going to be in uh, college and it's good. I think it's going to be a lot darker because he, uh, a lot of bad shit has been happening yeah. to Peter. So I think that's just a tone shift and yeah, I'm excited for it, man. What would you rate Spider-Man No Way Home? I'm not giving it a number. You know I'm not giving it a number. Okay. I I, hate rating movies with numbers. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I really liked it. I had a lot of fun. If you listen to this whole thing and you don't know my opinion on this movie of like what I think of it, then... You think it's fine. Then I didn't do my job right. (laughs) Yeah, you think it's fine. I think it was a really fun movie and it did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. I, I did really enjoy it. I have problems with it, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> well, I will be boasting about this movie not as much next podcast when we discuss our top 10 superhero movies, yes. and that'll be our return from yes. the, to the new year. So I, I don't have a calendar in front of me. Um, we, we're going to be taking a short break for the holidays uh, with Christmas and New Year's, but we will be returning on... Uh, next episode will come out on the 11th is the plan and uh, we will be doing the 
our top 10 superhero movies and we've decided that that's just what we're going to do at the beginning of every year just uh, to kind of start it off fresh and always kind of yeah. just kind of update you guys on yeah. what our mindset is because i mean i might have one on my number one slot this year and completely change it next year yeah for whatever reason so and i'll probably just take it as an opportunity to talk about different superhero movies and why i like them <laughs> It'll be a good time. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. So I think that is it for this episode. And I think Rusty is super glad about it. He's <laughs> ready for us to be done. He's crying, wanting to go outside. So I'll do that. Now leave him alone. Buddy. <laughs> All right. This has been Back to the Point with Seth and Brad. See you next time, guys.